get the feeling you are being summoned because you have to face a part of yourself you've been avoiding for a long time, Asylus. I'm surprised you feel anything at all. The Pope is not your friend, and he never will be. So don't go to him thinking you'll gain something useful in your so-called quest to save humanity. The Church has been on this quest since the Son of Man walked this earth. And all they have accomplished is create a top-heavy entity that is more concerned with political power than they are about saving souls. I had no idea you were so critical of the Church. Some have long said the Church has been infiltrated by people who call you their master. You shouldn't believe everything you hear some people say, Osiris. I would think you above all else would know better. I wouldn't be going there to speak to the Pope in person if I listened to some people, now would I? I know you want to believe I am somehow responsible for all the atrocities that happened in this world. But have you ever thought maybe mankind is just a flawed creature? Maybe the church is rotten to its core because men are in charge of it. Maybe I didn't need to infiltrate anything, and mankind likes to blame me for his own perverted ways. As far as I can tell, you were there at the beginning that led man down this perverted path. And now, thousands of years later, you want to wipe your hands of man's undoing? Saying we are naturally sick in our heads and you had nothing to do with our perversions, right? I am not the one making people do the terrible things they do to each other. I don't hold the guns while men and women pull the trigger on themselves. The one that is sick and perverted is you. You are the one responsible for man wanting to create the gun in the first place, whispering madness in their minds and convincing them to pull the trigger. You have to face the truth that you are the reason man is raving and maniacal. God is love. You are lies and treachery and debauchery. You deceived mankind to be pernicious, and now it threatens our existence. I may show men to the bloody river, but they jump in by themselves. They like it, enjoy it, they want it. That is the truth you must face and accept. And when you arrive at the Vatican, pay close attention to their facade, their decorations, their obsession with symbolism, and their constant mention of God and the Son. While knowing in your heart they are nothing but an enterprise designed to control the masses of people and remain on their golden seat of power. New Kingdom Radio Theater. That's horrible. It's true. So strange. Usually. I can't imagine what that's like. Do you want to? That could never happen to me. It might. Lock him away. He's pure evil. Or insane. Or human. My name's Kate. I have worked as a forensic psychologist, as well as in prisons and as a crisis clinician. My job was to figure out who gets locked up and who gets a key. 
to find the humanity in inhumane situations. So, are you sure you really want to know? Yeah. Maybe. Because by the end of the episodes, you just might end up thinking... I felt better before I knew that. You can find me at IWB Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, sometimes Instagram, or you can email me at IWBpodcast at gmail.com. European alliance was being torn apart and some countries voluntarily surrendered to America to avoid complete destruction. But by and large, Europe and Great Britain were fully engaged in the war. Their commitment to fight in America was exacerbated after Osiris had all the royals he could find executed. The world watched in horror as King George and his family were hung at the gallows on American soil. As anyone could only imagine, this only enraged the Brits to fight even more feverishly against America. But they only succeeded in angering King Salisbury. When much of the European states, in a complete onslaught of battles with American, Middle Eastern and Chinese forces, Asylus received an invitation from the Vatican to meet with Pope Pius XIV to discuss a peaceful end to the war. Asylus accepted the invitation and flew to Vatican City to meet with the Pope, who was less than cordial during their meeting. Their conversation became so heated, Asylus stormed out in rage and even threatened to bomb the Holy City. But Pope Pius wasn't one to be intimidated and reminded Osiris of his Catholic roots. The Pope asked him in an effectual attempt to salvage their vital meeting. What would your mother think of you threatening our church and the Holy Father? The heavens weep above the abyss you have fallen into, Osiris. Don't you dare bring my dead mother into this. She never knew the things I learned about you and the church. You are being deceived, my son. We are the Holy Catholic Church, first founded and seeded by St. Peter himself, a true disciple of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You have been led astray, but you are always welcome in the house of God. I don't need you to remind me of this. I am quite aware of God's presence. And you know what? I don't feel Him here in this place. That's because you're not opening your heart to His song, which we all sing throughout these halls. We stand as the cornerstone of God's grace and all that is just in this world. Have you ever thought about why the Catholic Church has been the largest most influential religious organization in the world? I am not very trusting of organizations of any sort that brag about such power. 
I am not bragging, my son. Our influence is God's will. Our global presence is the keeping of a promise. Mark 16.15 Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Tell me, did you preach the gospel to those reptilian creatures? Those monsters? Asanas, if you must war with monsters, and if God wills your victory, heed not what any man says to you. So should you also accept that God has willed me to utter these words. You have strayed from your path, my son. Remember your duty to the Creator, and what you must do in the name of all that is good in this world and in the heavens. Do you acknowledge then, Holy Father, that those monsters may well be hidden within these walls? Answer me this. Asalus, evil pervades everything in this world to no end. Evil comes to us from all sides and in all forms. Remember your roots, your solid ground, your blood, and your calling by our Lord. Tell me something, Pope Pius. Why did you really call me here? And save the Bible quotes, I am well in tune with God. I assure you there are plenty of messages I could pass along to you as well. I called you here, Asalus, because your war with the world must end. I know you mean to unite all people for the sake of ridding us of these monsters. You've shown the whole world what our enemy truly looks like, and they are not like any human. I pray that you will have the decency to end this destruction of lands and peoples. Have you no care or empathy for the women and children and innocent men and all of God's children that perish in your attacks? Have you no pity for the poor or lost who suffer endlessly because of your crusade? How ironic you would call my plight a crusade. It's a revolution. Did the church have any empathy for the sufferings caused during the Inquisition? Tell me, Pope Pius, what retribution has the church paid to quell the pain and the anguish it inflicted on the innocent? Asalus, you are missing the point of these words, which come from somewhere else other than my thoughts. I hear these words coming from you, Pope Pius, and you are not God. I will not stand down. I'm afraid you will have to return to your masters and remind them America will never yield to anyone, let alone creatures from another realm. Remember one thing, Asalus. All creatures were created by God, even the terrible ones. I take it things did not go well with the Pope by the look on your face, sir. Jeremy, let this sink in for a moment. I don't trust many people on this earth, and with good reason. But I trust you with my life. As I do Capone and Jackson and all of my high council. But there is a deeper realm of trust. One that encompasses the spirit. And you, Lord Oreb, are one of the very few I can confide in with my most guarded feelings. 
I trust you like no one else. I'm humbled, Your Majesty. Before you departed for Vatican City, you asked me to update our status on the domestic front. The Western Hemisphere is in order, as you commanded. We had some situations arise in Ottawa and Montreal a few days ago, but we sent a pair of Night Spartans to quell the uprising. Those groups were neutralized, and there hasn't been any more chatter about another. What about Lord Vargas? What is his status? Vargas reported drug activity in the Mexican Central American states. With the war in Europe raging and Switzerland in shambles, the cryptocurrencies of the world have resurged. However, people have begun bartering for tangible goods again. I have to credit Vargas on this move, Your Majesty. He is brilliant and has cracked down on the illegal drug trade, too. He is very efficient. And what about the other underground trades? You'll be pleased to know Vargas has decimated the human traffic trade as well. But, sir, we also have uncovered something very disturbing. Missionaries and even the Catholic Church have been compromised, and an untold number of children have been trafficked through the religious organizations, most of them phony, of course. I don't believe the Catholic Church is even aware their system is being used as a mule to move kids through various underground networks. It's very sickening, to be honest, sir. I know it is. Has Vargas arrested any of the traffickers? He has, sir. But he freely admits only a small part of the network left any trail, and thus we've only scratched the surface of how many children are actually being trafficked, and we don't really have a clue where they are going. Some are being sold to pedophiles for sure. But I'm willing to bet a great number of them are being taken to the monsters. Well, that would explain why so many of them are never seen or heard of again, once they slip through the system. It's unconscionable what really happens to those poor children. Sir, I don't mean to change the subject, but there are other domestic matters you need to be made aware of. Such as? Well, your father-in-law, Luther Gethel, He was caught on surveillance conspiring with members of the Swiss government to smuggle British royals out of the country before they are extradited to America. We were actually following leads in the human trafficking ring and inadvertently stumbled on your father-in-law. He evidently has a sadistic side and wanted slave girls for his dungeon of dominance. Those are his words, not mine. But this trail led us to a European connection. Apparently, young women and men are being trafficked to Switzerland, and Luther wanted to use those channels to smuggle the royals out. The Swiss officials were apparently regular clients. Are you certain? Quite certain, Your Majesty. Of course, we've kept this information well-guarded until you returned from your meeting with the Pope. How would you like for us to proceed? Jeremy, tell me he has no idea he was being surveilled. To our knowledge, he has no clue. Neither does anyone outside of myself, Lord Vargas, and three Supreme Court justices. You realize the position this puts me in. If we arrest my queen's father, well, it could only spell toxicity in my own home. I realize the sensitive nature of this matter, sir. This is why I have some options for you to consider. The first, have Luther neutralized by a sniper. Or... We can have his personal jet sabotaged, and he goes down in a plane crash. We could also have one of the Night Spartans track him down and simply make him disappear, or... Stop! Enough! 
<sighs> we are talking about my son's grandfather, my wife's father. A man who helped me in my darkest hour. A man I loved once as I did my own father. I understand, Your Majesty. But he is a sick, perverted, and sadistic. And he is a traitor. He is aligned with our enemies and worked to undermine you and the mission. I can't believe this. Jeremy, my friend, I love you and trust you. I never want to face a decision like this with anyone I personally love. And though I have done so, I can't bring myself to do it now. So please, as a friend and brother, make this decision for me. I will accept the outcome and grieve him as if I knew nothing at all about his treachery. And you will say nothing of it to anyone else. As you command, my king. And, Jeremy, thank you from the bottom of my heart. chose the name Pius when you were chosen at the Conclave. Who's there? Show yourself. <laughs> I don't think you really want me to show myself. Beelzebub, this is the house of God. By the power of the Holy Spirit, be gone from within these walls. <laughs> 
God will not come to save anyone who claims to speak before him. You disgrace what you pontificate. Satan, be gone, I say. <laughs> My child, why are you here? And why have you no clothes? Do you find her pleasing, Pius? <laughs> Come to me. I have sent her to you as a gift. <laughs> I know you want to. Like other gifts I have sent you before. It's only just a time for your My child, clothe yourself this instance. Please. I, I, I don't wish to see you like this. Don't you remember what is written in Corinthians, Pius? <laughs> it's so strange calling you pious. The word states plainly, I can tempt you if you lack self-control. And you know you have little self-control, Pontiff. Many times in your life you have given in to this temptation. Oh, there's no one around. She's yours for as long as you wish. Please, don't come any closer, young lady. You cannot resist me. Come on now, Pius. No one will ever know you had her. She will simply vanish when you are finished. Don't start doubting my influence now. Can't you understand? This isn't right. Please, my child. Please don't. Silas, we need to talk about something very important, and I really can't wait. What is it, my love? I think you know exactly what I'm talking about, so please don't even think about pretending to be in the dark all the time. You know everything that happens in this kingdom, largely because you orchestrate it somehow. A lot of things are going on right now, Rebecca, so you'll have to be specific. Really, Asylas? You really want me to spell it out for you? How could you? And why would you? Okay, now I'm really not sure what you're talking about. So, please, what are you talking about? I can't read minds. Well, I can, but I can't at this moment. I love you with all my heart, Asylas, but sometimes I just want to punch you as hard as I can. What? What did I do? I swear, I don't know what you mean. You declare Jacob as your firstborn? Isaac gave up his birthright? Are you serious? This is preposterous. Oh, oh that. <laughs> Look, Jacob outsmarted Isaac. It's that simple. It was bound to happen sooner or later. What hurts me the most is you didn't bother to tell me about it. I had to find out the hard way. 
I watched as Isaac bowed to Jacob. I thought they were playing some stupid game, but they kept on and on. Isaac was behaving so pathetic with this sad look in his eyes. It just broke my heart. How could you allow this to happen, Asilas? Why did you let this happen? Because the future of this realm depends on strong leaders to continue the push forward. Because Isaac, as much as I love and adore him, will never be a strong leader. He constantly gives in to temptation. He constantly goes astray. Every week, heck, every night, it's another woman, another broken heart. He's always doing the wrong thing. And if he does the wrong thing for his own life, he'll do it for everyone else's. The world is too fragile for weak leaders. It's how things got so broken in the first place. Did it ever cross your mind to talk to the queen about this? Your wife? The mother of your sons? Did that ever cross your mind, Asilas? I've always been at your side, and I have always supported you. But this matter, this is so deeply personal, and you can't ever stop being king for one minute to just be my husband, to just be my son's father, to just be my closest friend in the world, to share this with me, to ask me what I think or feel about it. You can't do that, can you? Ah. <sighs> Rebecca, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to... I know you didn't mean to, Asilas. I know you have to be king of the world. That's what will always be first to you. Let your wife cry in the corner. She'll get over it, right? It doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, right? Right? I love you, Rebecca. Please forgive me. Not as the king, but as your husband. Please forgive me. For what it's worth... Isaac will always be our firstborn. My words will never change that. I know I'm wrong, and I know it is selfish of me. But still, in earnest, I beg you for your forgiveness. Will you? of King of Silas, episode 17, Temptations, starring J.V. Torres as King of Silas and Beals, Michael Marshall as Pope Pius XIV, Steve Fisher as Lord Jeremy Oreb, Meg McDonald as Queen Rebecca, and narrated by Sergei Brezhnikov. This episode features the song Feel Good by Asylum 4. Visit Asylum 4 on Bandcamp and iTunes and download their music today. Other music contributions by the MIT Symphony Orchestra, Christus Cut, D. Yankee, Call Me Cool, Sergei Cheremisinov, Freesound.org, and Audio Jungle. For more information about the cast, the music, or this production, please visit us at www.theriseofkingasilas.com. And now, a word from our podcast friends. Hey guys, do you like mysteries and urban legends? Do you like creepy stories and unsolved true crime? Then join us every Tuesday and Saturday at Mysteries and Urban Legends and get to the bottom of weird urban legends and spooky mysteries.
This has been a production of the New Kingdom Radio Theater in Baltimore, Maryland. Copyright 2018. And stay tuned for episode 18.